I am Sarah Riggs, and this is Invitation to the Species. This moment of our present invites us to pivot with a knowledge of the past and our feeling of the future. Nothing less than transformation is occurring to the often further detriment of many, to the contributed profit of some. And any transformation in deep and resounding positive directions depends upon movements, many of which are already well underway, even have been all along, and some which come from or are nudged by artists and intellectuals. So here we are, Tamas, the word for connection in Arabic, that has worked since 2004 between the US, Morocco, and France in film, poetry, and dance, translation, and with Moroccan girls. This is our new branch, Earth Arts Justice, and we have launched a series of podcast video interviews, sometimes with reading performances, with thoughtful members of our community of artists and people at large. We are asking folks to think about what thoughts of their grandparents' and parents' lives could bring to the present moment and how their own work and lives connect to collective ecosystems, health balances, and to our climate. Each participant receives one or more questions that is specifically connected to their work and experience. Invited guests, Françoise Vergès, Anne Waldman, Rachel Levitsky, Latasha Diggs, Marcella Durand, Cecilia Vicuña, Lely Long Soldier, and others to come. Welcome to Invitation to the Species. So, Francoise, I just wanted to start out about your growing up on Réunion Island. I don't know about your grandparents and how your grandparents lived, and that's something, whether you knew firsthand or whether it was passed on to you, I think we'd all be curious to know um, their relationship to the land and um, to the people around them mm. and how you emerged from that. Well, uh, good evening. When I was little, like a child, what was important, what was told to me that I came from a family that was politically engaged. That was the narrative that was told to me. So it was not much, I, did, I knew only my uh, uh, paternal grandfather, none of the other grandparents. But the point was like to be encored in a story of struggle. That was what given to me. Especially the fact that my uh, paternal grandmother uh, was from Vietnam and uh, my grandfather was from Réunion. Uh, um, when he, ma uh, he was uh, in uh, what was called Indochina, the French colony over there, and he married her and recognized the children he had with, with her, which, which were my father and my uncle. And for that, it was... Um, there was an incredible campaign in the colonial in the colony against him, because you could have a mistress, you could have enough children with your mistress and many mistress if you wanted, but you could not marry them, you could not recognize the children, 
And so there was an, an incredible campaign, which I have found in the colonial archive in France, letters sent to the colonial governor saying this person, you know, did not deserve. Uh, and he, he was a consul in what is, uh, uh, my father and my uncle were born in uh, what is Uban Ratchatani now, which is the northeast of Thailand, but which was then Siam. It was a kingdom in itself, but that the French colonized. And uh, so the, there was an incredible campaign for him to be expelled. Uh, in, and I found the letter. So that's the kind of story. And I was told that uh, when I grew up, that we came from um, the fact that she was not recognized and she was the fact that my, my grandfather married her, made him someone to be expelled. That part of the story. Um, and we were not told much. I mean, it was not a family that was so much onto roots. And um, it was much, I mean, the roots, were, I mean, what we were told about was constantly the, um, people are fighting everywhere and these are our roots. And Vietnam was extremely important in, in the narrative. Vietnam was really... Uh, and then later I learned from uh, about my mother's mother, oh, sorry, my mother's parents. And her mother was a very free woman, feminist, who went from France to Poland on her bike, I mean, and went to Russia before the revolution and went back after. So also a story of, you know, strong, very free, because this is, you know, like in the 30s and, uh, you know, like, and, and her father also was someone who took her to political meetings. So that was, that was a story, that was a narrative that was, was given to us. We did not have many pictures, so it was more the story than the image. And it was the story that gave us, you know, ideas about. The, the image came much later. In fact, I was already 12, whatever, when I started to see a picture of, my, of all my grandparents. Uh, but they were very present. Uh, and I, I knew my paternal grandfather, uh, but not for a long time, but I met him. And what the memory I have of him, it was a very tall man uh, and uh, very imposing. He was a, a doctor and he was... Uh, uh, not, uh, he did not ask people to pay and everything. He was like, you know, a doctor and was going in the mountain. One of the things coming from Reno, you come from a very insignificant place. And that is interesting. You don't come from a very, it's not a place in the story. It's, it does not matter. It's a place that does not matter. It does, I mean, there were even when I grew up some map, you, you did not see, there were no Reno on the map. I had to, oh, it's there, Madagascar is there, and this is, you, you don't see it, but you, know, you, you see that empty space. There is a little point here. And so that's, that was interesting also, the, both the history connected to Vietnam, to, to an historical struggle, and coming from a place that sometimes did not even appear on the map, and was totally insignificant, and remained really insignificant for the French society, or you know, the, the story. It's totally different from Martinique. Martinique gave us Césaire. Réunion gave nothing, apparently, you know. I mean, apparently, for me, it's not. But that's part of also the narrative, both the story and the insignificance. You, you, sometimes I say I come from Réunion. Even in France, people say, where, the, where is it? 
What is it? Um, what do you do? What, what's happening? So it's, it's very interesting coming from a place that has like no resonance whatsoever for a lot of people. They cannot even know where it is. You know, they, they, they quite often think it's in the Caribbean. When you say the Indian Ocean, most people have no clue about the Indian Ocean. It's some kind of vast whatever. It's not so coming from some part which does not belong to the cartography. It's also interesting. Well, I would just ask you to say more about that. What what does that produce? It's interesting, but what what has that meant for you in terms of your growing up and afterwards? And and what do you answer when <laughs> when you know if some if or what do you say to someone who doesn't know much about it? Well, quite often when people ask me when I'm from Madagascar, because you know there was a film, so they think it's the same thing. So it's like okay, so <laughs> at least. You know, discussion is closed, right? So, because otherwise I have to explain everything. Um, well, at the same time, growing up was extremely important. It's still, you know, my archive. It's deeply my archive. I spoke Creole. I speak Creole still. You know, I grew up in, as, in the Creole language. Um, I, uh, with the, the taste, you know, when you are talking, uh, nature was for me totally different than when then after in France. The taste also for me are very part of the education. The taste of mango, of lettuce, of uh, you know, of all different fruits, um, and the the uh, cuisine over there. It's uh, uh, from Madagascar, uh, Mozambique, India, China, and Gujarat, and so. This is what you eat every day. So you eat both what you can eat in Brazil, which is, you know, the kind of food of the enslaved, rice, beans, a little piece of, of, of meat. That's really like you, what you see everywhere. It's really the basic food of, uh, you know. Um, and then you have what's come from Madagascar, and then you have what's come from India, what's come from Mozambique. So this... Um, for me, I mean, my environment was not French at all. Um, not nothing in the nature, in the taste, in the language. I, you know, and also you move from one language to the other. Of course, in school, Creole was forbidden, so we had to speak French. But as soon as I was leaving, we were, you know, I was speaking Creole. And to this day, when I come to Réunion and I start to speak Creole, the, I have a, um, an accent that I don't have at all in French. I, I don't, it's like something, some, you know, I don't have a Creole accent when I speak in French at all. And, uh, but when I speak in Creole, I have the Creole accent. So it's switching like that, but very quickly. And as soon as I arrive in Réunion, I move to Creole. I don't speak French at all. I no longer speak French. So it's, it's unless effectively I have with the French people and, you know. But, um, so that's also part of uh, growing up. So this is very important. It's very important to be from the Indian Ocean for me. It's absolutely essential. It's deeply, deeply, and really, really important. And the insignificance, it makes you just a little humble. You don't think you are the center of the world, mm. you know. And, it's and I think it's, very, it's a good lesson. It's a good lesson not to think that you are the center of the world. That you are a sm small island which matter a lot, which really also embody the story of the Indian Ocean. Absolutely, a lot of things can be understood if you go there and so on. But at the same time, had not been able to sell itself at that place. 
uh, Rachel Levitsky and Omar and I know this um, poet and translator I've been telling you about, Jeremy Robert from Réunion Island. And he uh, was telling me about some of the, the efforts to collect water, to basically generate the island as something that could be independent mm -hmm. of modernity, so to, so to speak. And I was wondering uh, your experience of the island as a child and now as you go back and your, your, your understanding of the changes and mm -hmm. if it's possible to be sheltered, you know, the way that, you know, Costa Rica has, has gone almost 98% renewable. Mm -hmm. If if you feel like it has that that quality and 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 how that connects with the the relationship to Creole there, I, I think not all of us are aware of how much Creole people have and how much it's spoken. Well, we are still a French colony. I mean, we are no longer called a colony. France does no, no longer have colony, but we are colonies, so it's very difficult. What where I grew up and eating, you know, what was grown and I'm not you know like that old it's no longer the case it's not possible it's supermarket and if it and even carrots come from Australia uh, uh, even in for instance in the in the school they don't want us to eat the the fruit of the island we have to eat pears and apple you know because um, children could I don't know shock on the mango or whatever or the leches I mean it's totally crazy and then even the, uh, what the fruit of the island has to change also because the mango, there are some mango now no, called American mango. And this has become the fashion. Why are they called American? Because they are bigger. Everything which is bigger is, you know, American. And they have no taste whatsoever. And nothing to do with the mango I grew up with. And you had like different mangoes, right? And so the reduction of, you know, like many species, kind of mango in one or two at part of that. So the struggle, the resistance is again this modernization imposed by France and the kind of consumption that France, because um, the way the French state answer to the uh, anti-colonial movement was to bring consumption, commercial mall and this kind of modernization. And that, so the struggle and, so, and also the legacy of colonialism is monoculture. So sugarcane, which of course, you know, it's very bad for the, for the land. And also you have to have a lot of pesticide, insecticide, which are killing the lagoon, you know, because the water go down. And even the water today, I mean, I go up, you cannot drink. I mean, this is an island when you, like, there is rain constantly. You no longer can drink the water. You have to drink bottled water, which part also of the privatization. So you, you start to have, for in the last five years, a movement of young peasants trying to go back to, you know, but it's very small because, of course, most of the land is owned by company, sugar company, big, big multinational. And uh, so like to, to endorse um, what we call the Creole Garden, which is what exists also a lot in the Caribbean, which was very important. And absolutely, you had medical, any Creole Garden had the medical plants, the plants for the rituals, the kind of flowers you need for the ritual for the ancestors, and then some chile and tomato and, you know, two or three things like that. This is also was, you know, uh, in, in the name of hygiene, uh, in the name of... Uh, so 
the transformation of the land of nature is not just, um, it's also part of a project of modernization and uniformization that has been very strong. I mean, when we, for instance, when we wanted to do this uh, museum, we wanted to, in the, uh, in the park, to have a coconut tree, mango tree, and this was forbidden by the European law. Because coconut tree, the coconut could fall onto the tourist head and the tourist will be killed and then it will be a, lo a lot of problem. If you had mango tree, people will want to come to pick up the mango. And so that will be a problem. So suddenly the trees of the island were criminalized, you know, almost. And so what we had to have it was, I don't know, not, not French tree, but almost, you know, like uh, small trees. It was the first time I have heard that. I could not believe it myself. I could not believe it. This is like uh, 2009, 2010. It's not a, I, could, I could not believe they did not want us to, to plant coconut tree and mango tree and lychee tree, which are beautiful tree. Huge, beautiful tree. Mango tree are extremely beautiful. They go like that. You know, they are incredible. And then when they have mango, they you know, the, the branch are like that, it's beautiful. And the lychee tree, they become totally red with the lychee and they, it's, there is a beauty also. And so we could not believe when they were told us no European laws with you know, no coconut tree, no lychees, no um, mango tree. So that part also of uh, um, European laws matter a lot in the French overseas territory. And so you have the European law which are made for Europe, and they are applied in tropical island. Mm. Uh, and so that's, in fact, the, I will say the colonization is worse almost today than it used to be because of the, the kind of a hygienic global discourse. Mm.